Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Actually, I think it's kind of funny that I've been thinking about the wonder of God for weeks, and then Mark chooses superheroes <laughs> for Sunday, Sunday today. But we're not looking at... Um, Mark is looking at the wonder in people, and I'm looking at the wonder of God. So they work hand in hand, don't they? Good morning, I'm April Vanderwall, and I'm really grateful to be here this morning. The scripture today is Psalm 40 verses 5 through 8, which I'll read from the NIV version. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I've been fascinated with the sea for as long as I can remember. It's a wonder both above and below. It reminds me of how small I am in the grand scheme of things and how bafflingly complex God's creation is. When I was a kid, I'd watch the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau. Over the years, our quest will lead us to confront the dangers and reveal the splendors of the sea. Here we have the sea cucumber. but do not eat it. It does not taste like a cucumber. No Greek salads for that one. And of course, there is space. The final frontier, the idea of exploring the vastness and total unknown of the stars. Now that I have children of my own, I find that trying to recognize God's endless knowledge and ability is something that can be so simple and yet so complex. Quinn recently asked when God was born. How do you explain to a child that God has no birth date, no beginning, that God was always around? And yet on a simple walk in the park yesterday evening, we all stopped to take in the amazing cloud formations, turning pink, coral, orange, and flaming yellow against the clear blue sky as the sun was setting, and collectively experienced the wonder that is God's creation.
At times, I find it difficult to reflect that wonder in the context of a culture that forms opinions so freely and quickly, and where there's not a lot of room for childlike innocence. There is harm and pain and grief in our lives daily. But there is truth in seeing a small child experience the ocean for the first time in their lives, looking out at the vastness of it, the roar of the waves, and then focusing in on the purple sea star in the tide pool, a living creature that came out of that enormous body of water. Seeing a little one absorb all of that helps me open the door I unknowingly use to shut out wonder. What else do I use to shut the door on wonder? That whole attitude of not being surprised by anything shocking. Zombie apocalypse? Oh yeah, I saw that one coming. <laughs> that famous musician I really admired did something illegal and awful? Yep, it was bound to happen. And then I start turning it into Eeyore. Lost my tail again, not too surprised. And I can feel a tangible weight seeking down on my heart that tells me that I'm not being myself. It's just a response that I expect people to hear. I remember feeling the weight of parenthood, sleep deprivation, and how just getting through the day felt so hard. And I saw a book at the store called Wonders of Nature. This is a golden book, if you're familiar with them. They're children's books, and they have this gold foil binding, so you can recognize them right away. And I have a small collection, so when I saw this one at the store, it sparked my curiosity. I hadn't ever seen it before. It talks about so many wonders of nature, that there are desert rodents that don't ever drink any water, but eat seeds and convert that into water with their own bodies. That there are deep sea creatures in the midnight zone, that produce their own light. The book ends with, isn't it a wonder that a little baby that couldn't walk or talk or feed itself should grow up to be you? And I could feel something brighten and lift inside of me. And I saw that of God in this book. It felt like a kind of prayer, even though I wouldn't know what it would sound like in prayer form. It encapsulated the big and small, the ocean and the tide pool, the friend and the deity. So when it comes to prayer, how do I find a balance between the familiarity of a dear friend and loved one and the sheer awe of an omnipotent being that created the entire universe? It's comforting that God is accessible, a healing presence, when I don't acknowledge God's awesome and limitless power, I feel like I am not only limiting God in my mind, but putting our relationship in a rut. I'm not gonna say, dear totally awesome dude, I had the most gnarly day, totally excellent. But praying in the language of the King James Bible doesn't feel right to me either. In the book, The Healing Light by Agnes Sanford, a well-known healer, and my friend's aunt. She suggests looking at prayer as a kind of experiment. See, yet another example of faith and science peacefully coexisting. Yeah. 
Try praying. And if something doesn't feel right, try a different way. It doesn't matter whether you did it wrong or right. It's the process. It's the act of talking to God that matters most. The process of trying and listening to how spirit works in you. This is where I hear a voice telling me, don't overthink it. Not overthinking it holds real weight for me as a Quaker in the realm of social justice. There's a message that comes from the passion of activism and social justice that says, if we don't speak up, we're accessories to the bad things that are happening in the world. And that's really heavy. This may be true that our lives and voices, that with our lives and voices come great responsibility. But if we focus solely on that alone, I fear the weight will just crush us into little human pancakes. Oddly, I think of Gandalf with the weight of the world and its very existence on his shoulders, bringing fireworks to Hobbiton and blowing smoke rings with Bilbo while knowing the perilous quest to come. It doesn't feel like denial when I read that part of The Hobbit. Nor does it feel like tricking the hobbits, although there might be a little protection of those pe peaceful people in their home. It resonates to me like balance, taking time to focus on what's right in front of him, the sea star in the tide pool, before looking out at the vast ocean ahead. That ocean can be scary. We are tiny, and God is limitless. And we are also God's children. It's wacky to have a parent who's invisible, all-powerful, and all-knowing. Sometimes it's too much to wrap our heads around. But I want to keep it in mind, even if it is a little scary, because knowing that anything is possible with God is a comfort that can reorient me. It's not all on my shoulders. I can even ask God for help in changing my own heart. That is possible. So I don't have any answers. And it feels important and freeing to admit that because I'm not supposed to have the answers. But it seems like in these times, it seems so easy to lose perspective. From the venerable Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. You could focus on that one thing right in front of you, or multitask a bunch of little things right in front of you. Spend too long in the tide pools and forget the tide pools were deposited by an ocean that takes up our whole field of vision if we just look up. And if we look up for too long, we miss that really cool purple sea star that's right over there. When I experiment with praying to God, I'm going to try to find a voice that feels the tender love of God and also the wonder. What helps you create a sense of wonder about God? How do you balance the intimacy of God's love with God's infinite power? 
How do you pray in a way that opens the door and invites all of God in?